Buckeyes are going to roll. I love the over. I think points are going to be stored. Last week, I went six of eight units. Made a boatload of money. Clemson's going to put up 55 points by themselves. He's not the coach to get Penn State over the hump. I'm going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over. Looking at where the models and the lines are running, at least two scores difference. And then my staked in the boom lock of the week. This is the two-unit play. If you're going to bet with me, it's got to be good. Mickey, Scotty, you ready to go make our listeners some money? Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Sports Bets Fun. It's Friday night, January 15th. We're recording the show live. This podcast will drop later tonight on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. As our name suggests, we're talking sports, we're going to make some bets, and we're going to have a little bit of fun doing it all. So uh, stick with us tonight. And in, in addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsBetsFun, as well as check out our website, SportsBetsFun.com, for a fresh take on sports and sports betting content. Uh, I'm Maddie Money. Joining me tonight is one of our co-hosts, Mickey Stan Reno. Uh, Scotty B. Good is uh, uh, traveling into the Appalachian Mountains, the, the Smoky Mountains. Going to be doing a little bit of skiing this weekend, so not sure if he's going to be able to join us tonight. But uh, if he does, if he is able to jump in, we'll definitely get him on. Uh, so we're in a fun time at sports. College football just had their national championship on Monday night. The NFL is right in the thick of their playoffs. We got the Super Bowl just a few weeks away. College basketball is building up through its season, heading towards March Madness. And this week, the NHL dropped the puck on a new season. Mickey, you've been all over this hockey scene and, and the return to play. Uh, get us all caught up on the NHL's return to action. Yeah, great. You have the NHL back. The puck dropped Wednesday night, an abbreviated 56-game season. It's going to last. We have 120 straight days of hockey, which I love because I love betting the pucks. Got my puck picks up on a daily basis. We're betting the NHL games, mostly money lines. Uh, so far this season, we're we're up in the wins, but we're a little behind in the profitability. But you know what? COVID this season, things are a little different. Have to adjust the model, take into consideration some of the awkward travel, some of the back-to-back games that teams are having, the way the schedule is unfolding. Uh, teams are only playing games within their division, and when they travel to an away game, what they're doing oftentimes is playing a game on one night, having a day off, playing the same team uh, two nights later, and then traveling home. So factoring all this stuff into the model, a little different than some other years, but uh, it's exciting. We're off to a great start, and the best part is we have 117 more days of action to go. So stay tuned, sportsbetsfun.com, at Mickey San Reno on Twitter, and I'll have puck picks daily from here to the end of the season. Definitely want to tail those. Excellent, Mickey. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, I think with all sports, you know, this, this season's uh, – everything's been a little bit different, condensed schedules, travel, lack of travel, things like that. So, But, uh, Mickey, let me tell you a little bit about how my week started out. You know, when we were on the show last Friday night, I – uh, filled you and the listeners in that I'd moved up to number three in this college basketball cappers league. And, uh, that was following a five Oh, uh, five and Oh, uh, Thursday night. And then another win on Friday night when we did the show. Then Saturday, I won three straight, uh, 
to, to cap off the whole the whole week with a 9-0 run, and that ended up vaulting me in the first place, uh, and I ended up winning the league. And but probably what the cherry on top was one of my picks on Saturday was Ohio State uh, money line. They were, I believe, a four point dog against Rutgers on the road. Took them with a money line. I believe it was plus 135 or 145, but that really ended up being uh, what vaulted me into first place. It was it was a, a tight one against uh, a very good capper who's who's been up in the top of the rankings a lot. So, anyways, won some cash. That's the best part about it. And uh, started the week out very good uh, before that. Before having to sit through Monday night and enduring that. So. So are you saying that here at Sports Bets Fun, not only are we entertaining, but we might know a thing or two what we're talking about when it comes to taking the action? Every now and then, man. You know, as they say, uh, sun shines on a squirrel finds a blind nut or something every day or something. I don't know what I don't know what those sayings are, but hey, man, yeah, and hey, we win too, man. We are we are winning, so that's uh, that's a good thing. Uh, but anyways, enough about what we've been up to, uh, Mickey. We got a show to get into. Tell our listeners what's on tap this episode. We're going to put a bow on the college football season following Monday's championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. We might even talk a little college football, NFL coaching news there too. NFL huge weekend in the NFL. NFL divisional matchup weekend in the playoffs. We got four awesome games on tap. And of course, the reason you're all listening, the money-making picks, we're going to deliver those at the end of tonight's episode. Excellent. Well, let's jump into it. Um, we're going to start with just a little bit of a recap on the college football national championship game. Uh, there was a lot of build-up, a lot of hype. It was Alabama. It was Ohio State, two teams that a lot of teams predicted at the beginning of the season to make the championship game. Alabama proved it was the class, uh, winning 55 to 24. Um, Ohio State's pass defense really just their defense just just wasn't on par to stop Alabama. And give credit to Alabama's offense, man. They they put on a show. They were so efficient. Those receivers uh, played very well. And and Bama's defense, you know, Ohio State came out and was was matching Bama early, but Alabama made some adjustments and they were able to slow down Ohio State and I believe held the seven points in the second half. So give give some credit there to to Bama's defense and their coaching staff. And uh, they cruised that 55-24 victory. Mickey, you watched the game. What was your take? Well, Alabama proved that they were the best team, hands down, in college football this past year. I think a lot of people thought they were definitely deserving of the national championship, obviously deserving of the number one ranking, but that Clemson and Ohio State weren't that far from them from a talent standpoint. Uh, Alabama came out. Ohio State couldn't get the stops when they needed it. Alabama's first offensive uh, drive, they converted that fourth and goal for a touchdown. Ohio State, on the other hand, uh, they were a little bit stuck between first and second gear early in the game. Uh, we talked about the keys to the game. What couldn't happen for Ohio State, and that was not to let Alabama jump out early. Alabama late in the second quarter did exactly that, and that, that was the game. Uh, I think maybe Ohio State had a glimmer of hope in the second half, uh, but they had come short on fourth down. And, again, kudos to Alabama. Mac Jones looks like the real deal at quarterback. Devontae Smith, that guy before his hand injury, was was out of out of this world. Ohio State had no answers for him whatsoever. And what we talked about, and Matt, you mentioned it, 
Ohio State's pass defense, uh, this is what we were fearful about versus Clemson. It happened against Alabama. Alabama definitely uh, proved they're in the class by itself. Yeah, and I think, you know, when, when it's getting ready for kickoff and we learned that uh, big Tommy Tugia, Tugia, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Ohio State stud defensive tackle, when he was out of the game and uh, uh, Tyreek Smith, one of the starting DNs, was out of the game, you know, the Bucks. If they were fully loaded, they were still going to have to play a really, really, really good game on defense, and especially have that front defensive line uh, control the line of scrimmage to to give that pass, def- you know, to give the cover, you know, put pressure on Mac Jones and, and limit that. And once you saw those two are out, it was it was going to be a major uphill battle. And then I think Trey Sermon first play of the game, uh, his injury that really limited Ohio State's chance of being a balanced threat. Um, and having having a game breaker running the ball, but then also having the passing game that can come off that. And they knew they were going to have to keep pace on offense and, and put up points, and and that hurt there. So I'm not sure it would have made a difference from a standpoint of winning or losing the game. But if you're going to give yourself a shot, uh, you, you needed those players in the game to, to keep it close. And, hey, anything can happen in a close ball game. But uh, without talent like that, uh, it's tricky to keep things close. But – that's it. We're college football season is wrapped up. But for those of you that are Ohio State fans or fans of college football and, and really football in general, you know, everyone knows Urban Meyer. And this week with uh, the news that he is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars next head football coach. Uh, this was this was pretty good. And we wanted to touch on this on the show a little bit. Obviously, we're big Ohio State fans and Urban's time there was phenomenal, um, and and he's one of the iconic coaches of our generations. You know, college football, it's Nick Saban and Urban Meyer are one and one A. Uh, if you look back over the last you know twenty plus years or so, so he's going to the NFL though, Mickey. Um, I was thinking we could do maybe a quick little segment, maybe a little buy sell segment on Urban Meyer. Um, why don't you kick us, kick this off first? Are you buying or are you selling Urban Meyer in the NFL? Well, that's a great, it's a great question. Uh, you know, we might become a Jags podcast after we, we break down the Urban Meyer <laughs> hiring and add to our loyal listener fan base. But I'll tell you what, Maddie, I'm buying Urban Meyer in the NFL. Now, I'm not buying him winning Super Bowls. I'm not buying the Jacksonville Jaguars becoming uh, uh, the next New England Patriots, but I'm buying – Urban Meyer putting his stamp on this team and the Jacksonville Jaguars being a competitive team in the AFC South for years to come. And here's why I'm buying. You look at what made him a great college coach. Yeah, they got great players. Yeah, they developed those players. Yeah, they had good coaches for the most or great coaches for the most part. But ultimately, it boiled down to the elite mindset that permeated through the whole organization. He's pushing the whole organization to be at their best. He did that at Bowling Green. He did that at Utah. Obviously, the successes at Florida and Ohio State were national elite level, but he did it long before he made it to those schools. Um, You know, he, in the college game, he had Mickey Mariotti, Mark Pantone, Ryan Stamper in the off the field arena that allowed these players to develop into the players that that they ultimately became in college. They got four star and five star guys at Florida and Ohio state. And those guys were developed and went into the NFL as four and five stars. So he understands talent, he understands the coaching of the talent and that elite mindset to build an organization. 
Does he bring a decisive schematic advantage or even the offensive play calling creativity of an Andy Reid? No, but he's an elite leader and coaches that are elite leaders of men have been successful in the NFL. Belichick was. Mike Tomlin is a proven to be an elite leader on culture builder in Pittsburgh. Uh, so a lot of that is going to, a lot of the ultimate success is going to hinge on who he hires to fill out his staff. And there's obviously one uh, elephant in the room that we haven't mentioned yet. And that's the fact that they're going to be drafting Trevor Lawrence, who is a hot shot quarterback prospect. You're not going to win in the NFL without a good quarterback. So long story short, I'm buying Urban Meyer. That division is, is up for grabs. A lot of good teams, no great teams. There's no New England Patriots. There's no Green Bay Packers. There's no New Orleans Saints. There's no Kansas City Chiefs in that division. It's open. They have a shot. Yeah, and, and uh, Mickey, I, I'm probably going to be going a little bit different. I, I can't say I'm a full sell on this, and I can't say I'm a full buy on this. And, and I, I think you hit a key point. Who, who is he surrounded with? You know, this isn't a one-person show, and, and it never is and never will be, right? You have to have quality staff. You have to have quality players. Have, and in the NFL, if you're going to have success where you're consistently contending for um, the, the playoffs and, and Super Bowl contention, you need an elite quarterback. And my take on this is Urban Meyer's fate as an NFL head coach, with the assumption that he drafts Trevor Lawrence number one overall, which fully expect him to do, I think his fate is tied to the success of Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence really is sort of the next generation elite level quarterback, I think Urban Meyer is going to have a lot of success. They're going to be in the playoffs yearly because of the things you've talked about. He, he can build a strong culture. Uh, he obviously knows football. He's going to go out and try to bring in some of the best offensive and defensive minds in the NFL or the college ranks to join him uh, at Jacksonville. But, it's a little bit different ball game. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence ends up being a good but not great quarterback, uh, you know, a la maybe a Matt Ryan or someone like that, then I'm not so sure Urban Meyer is going to last too long. I could see them maybe getting into the playoffs, maybe missing the playoffs, you know, the second season or, or vice versa. And I just don't know how long he lasts with that. You know, the NFL is set up to create parity. Uh, he gets one first round draft pick maybe two or three if you get a trade, but he's so used in college, he can go sell his vision and he's going to get the best kids to come to him. That's not how it works in the NFL. And I, I just want to give you two quick examples. Uh, probably two of the best football coaches of their generation, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. So for the longest time, you know, Bill Belichick had Tom Brady. And there was that one season where Brady injures his knee and he's out for the season and Belichick and the Patriots go 10 and six with Matt Castles as their quarterback. I believe there was 10 and six, maybe it was 11 and five uh, with Matt Castle as their quarterback. And everyone's saying, oh, you know, that's Belichick. It's the scheme. It's the Patriots way. It's all this. And Brady's back and they go on, you know, they, they won whatever, six Super Bowls, whatever during that time. But Brady's gone now. And look, look what happened this season. And I was saying this last year, Tom Brady was a straw that stirred the drink. It wasn't Bill Belichick. Now, Bill Belichick definitely, um, by having Tom Brady on his team and having that offense, they were able to attract more people. And it compounds. You win one Super Bowl, it only helps your situation. You win another one, et cetera, et cetera. They were able to cut players maybe they didn't need. They were able to go bring in free agents. But Bill Belichick's not going to have that success next year either that he had when Tom Brady there. And the other one was Nick Saban. When Nick Saban was in the NFL, went nine and seven's first year. I, I could see Urban Meyer doing something like that. 
And interestingly enough, to kind of bring this full circle, uh, you know, Saban did two years in the NFL before he went back to Alabama. But that offseason between his first and second season was when Drew Brees was being considered by the Miami Dolphins. He was a free agent. He ended up going signing with the New Orleans Saints. And the Dolphins went with Dante Culpepper. The wheels fell off. And Saban ended up back at Alabama. Just what if, and I'm not going to ask the answer this, but think about this. What if Drew Brees goes to Miami? We all know that Drew Brees ended up, you know, the story that he had. What if Nick Saban has an elite quarterback in Miami with Drew Brees and they build something there? Man, that would change the history of college and the NFL for the last, you know, 15 plus years if that would have happened that way and worked out. Uh, we would be definitely talking uh, a lot of, a lot of different different things when it comes to both the NFL and college football. But anyways, that's enough on that. I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm a slight sell on Urban Meyer to, to wrap this all up, Mickey. Well, I'll answer your question. I think if Nick Saban had Drew Brees, Nick Saban would still be coaching the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I agree. It'll be, to see, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Urban Meyer. Uh, there's also the Steve Spurrier specter hanging over successful college coaches that go to the NFL where he's there for three or four years to cash a paycheck, mail it in, and just collapses from a success standpoint. Uh, Urban Meyer strikes me as more focused individual when it comes to that, but it will be very interesting to follow how they do with him over the next few seasons. Yeah, yeah, it really has been kind of mixed with college coaches going to the NFL, but hey, we'll watch and find out, so... But anyways, speaking of the NFL, Mickey, uh, there are four big games. We're in the divisional round uh, this this weekend, and we have two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, and I'm looking at this slate, and, and these are some good matchups, Mickey. So let's jump into these and break them down, shall we? Let's go. All right, so first uh, we'll look on Saturday's games. In the NFC, we have the six-seeded Los Angeles Rams are traveling to Green Bay, Wisconsin to face the Packers. This is a Saturday, 435 start time. It's going to be on Fox. The line right now is Packers laying six and a half points over under 45 and a half. Mickey, how are you seeing this one shake out? This is a tough one. As you all know, I'm very high on the Rams. I've been high on them for a chunk of the season as a Super Bowl future pick that had excellent value. That said, Goff's injury late in the season has been huge for them. They've sputtered a little bit. Loved what their defense did last week against Seattle, but I don't see them being as impactful going into Lambeau Field in January. Uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and company are going to be a tough matchup for the Packers passing game. But when you look at Green Bay, their defense took such big strides during the season this year that they're a more complete team and not just Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay is going to win this one, but I think the Rams' defense is going to cause some trouble for Rodgers and company. Excellent. Yeah, it'll definitely be good. And and if Aaron Donald, I know he he was dinged up. If if he gets after it and he's he's, uh, able to go pretty full go, Rodgers is going to have a handful trying to – trying to keep him uh, in the Green Bay offensive line, keeping him out of the backfield. But uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. That, to me, that's, well, I don't know. They're all exciting. I'm looking at this slate. So but that'll be a good one in the NFC. But over in the AFC on Saturday, and this is Saturday night, so this will be following the the Rams and Packers. That'll be that'll be a fun one to kick this whole thing off. Now that I'm just looking at this. Uh, in Buffalo, the Bills hosting the Baltimore Ravens. This will be on NBC at 8.15 p.m., Bills are laying two and a half over-unders, about 50 points. 
Mickey, what are your thoughts? Well, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, they got over the hump winning a playoff game for the first time, but I'm not sold. That Titans team that they beat last week are not contenders. The Bills have been playing the best ball in the AFC for the final month of the regular season, and they're going to present a much greater test for the Ravens. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs and company get out to a fast start at home in Buffalo. Bills Mafia, there'll be some fans in the stands. Ultimately, I think the Bills are going to be too much for the Ravens, and, and the Bills will move on. Uh, to the conference championship game next week. Well, I know our boy Scotty B. Good might have disagreed with you about the Titans not being contenders. I know he he felt they they definitely could could have and should have been in the mix. But I also know Scotty was pretty high on the the Buffalo Bills. So uh, this will be a fun one, and and only a two and a half point spread. I think. Uh, well, you know, we what I kind of see this. This is the the up and coming Buffalo Bills, and we had the team that you know, was the, the toast of the, the regular season last year and then laid a big egg in the playoffs. So I think it's kind of interesting. Got the team coming back, kind of uh, revenge a little bit in the playoffs. Then you got the up-and-coming team that's lighting it on fire and the way Josh Allen's been playing, man, that'll be, that'll be a fun one. You know, and this game's interesting, too, because the Chiefs appear to be on the precipitous of being a dominant team in the AFC for the next decade-plus. The Bills, the Ravens, they're grabbing, they're wrestling for that second spot. They're wrestling to be the Colts to the Patriots, or the Patriots to the Colts, Manning to Brady. Uh, this game uh, might have some implications there as well for what we see in the next the next handful of years in the AFC. Absolutely. But there's another team that's on the precipice of being a contender, uh, a perennial contender in the AFC. The Bengals? And... <laughs> oh, man. Good one. Good one, Mickey. Uh, jumping into Sunday's game. And the team I'm talking about is the Cleveland Browns, man. Oh. And, and they are – there are six seed. we got two six seeds in here. They are playing uh, at Arrowhead Stadium. They're going to face off against the Chiefs. This is a Sunday, 305 on CBS. Man, the Browns are getting 10 points in this. That's a big line. I know the Chiefs have a lot of firepower, defending Super Bowl champs. That over-under, 57.5 points. Mickey, break this one down for us. Well, the Chiefs should win this one. I saw an interesting stat this past week that the duo of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes averaged something like 35 to 40 points a game when they have an extra week to prepare. Uh, It'll be huge because the Chiefs down the stretch, they were winning games, but they didn't seem to be clicking on all cylinders during December. Uh, the other side of the ball, the Browns, no one expected what they did last week to happen. And they're coming into Kansas City feeling dangerous. Uh, they have an excellent running game, which presents a terrible matchup for the Chiefs defense. That being said, the Chiefs offense and the weapons they have, the speed they have, that's nightmares for anyone, including the Browns back seven. But stranger things have happened divisional weekend, but the Chiefs will win this one. But I expect there to be some wild plays, some shenanigans. Could be a crazy one, but the Chiefs them to win at home well mickey i'm i guess you gotta lean the chiefs they're definitely the favorite in this but i go to the old adage good teams win games great teams cover and you hit the nail on the head down the stretch the last uh what five or six games the chiefs did a had a, had a rough time covering a lot of those games and uh did not cover a lot of those games so um you know, that was the regular season, though. This is the playoffs. And like you mentioned, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they'd, they'd been there before. And, you know, this is the Browns' first four. And, you know, the Browns' Super Bowl was last week, knocking the Pittsburgh Steelers out. So and we saw them come out and put up 28 points in the first quarter. Uh, not so sure we're going to see that against the Chiefs. But 
hey, they, they, they could definitely make it interesting. So it'll be a fun one to watch either way, see if the, the upstart Browns can, can challenge the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. If you're a Slapshot fan, you'll, uh, you'll pick up on that reference. But uh, the last game of the weekend, uh, this is in the NFC. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, going up against the New Orleans Saints led by Drew Brees. A lot of hype around how old Brady and Brees are. Um, if you do look at this, though, this is, you know, kind of a little bit of a, the, you know, the last hurrah, if you will, potentially for, for uh, potentially both of these. Um, but definitely probably maybe Drew Brees more on it. But anyways, this game is Sunday, 640 kickoff on Fox. Saints are laying three points over on around 52 right now. Mickey, how do you think this one's going to turn out? Well, this one should be on the History Channel with uh, Tom Brady and Drew, <laughs> Drew Brees. Tom Brady combining for 746 years of experience under center. I actually got that. Tom Brady tweeted something out earlier this week. It was a photograph with a History Channel icon, and Tom Brady and Drew Brees both look like 70-year-old grandpas in it, and Drew Brees retweeted it saying it was great. It's pretty funny. I enjoyed it. Um, but... They're old. That's the storyline. They're great. That's the storyline. But New Orleans, they've beaten Tampa Bay twice this season. It's tough to win three against one team in a season. But here's the thing. New Orleans is a deeper and more talented team on both sides of the ball. And they should win this one at home in New Orleans. Wouldn't be surprised if Tampa pulls this out. But the Saints are going to win this this game eight to ten times. So I expect them to move on to the NFC Championship game. Excellent. Well, um, It'll be a fun one either way. I think all four of these games, they definitely have some interesting uh, interesting storylines under them. And it'll be interesting to see which two teams advance out of this round and uh, in each conference and meet for their, their conference championship. So it'll be a great weekend to watch some football. But, Mickey, is it time? Uh, time, time for what, Maddie? I think it's time to get into our picks, don't you think? Oh, time to, to make a little bit of money and share where our action is. I Let's go. Let's get into these money-making picks. You know, we don't have Scotty here this week, so I can't kick it over to him and have him talk about all the money that he's winning everyone. But if you're following him on Twitter and you're tailing his picks, you got a fat wallet right now. But, Maddie, you've been on fire with college basketball picks. The Jolly Green Giant, referring to the Jolly Green giant stack of money that people are winning tailing your action on college hoops what do you got for us this weekend well thanks mickey you know i'm gonna be dropping a lot of college basketball picks not just this weekend but throughout the week um i don't have any picks i'm gonna give you tonight because we're pulling ken palm stats every morning putting through the model we're looking at some different stats but i just wanted to put this out there be sure to follow me on twitter at maddie money bets to stay on top of those uh, in 2021, 24-17-2. Uh, um, oh, that's over. That's through 43 games. It's a 58.5 win percentage. Uh, but I am going give to you, give you my NFL picks this weekend. And before Ooh. I get into that, I just want to say, man, Scotty B. Good was just texted. He was trying to trying to show, or trying to join the uh, podcast, but uh, doesn't have all the technical equipment to get in. So. Unfortunately, we're not going to hear from him tonight, but we're excited that uh, that he jumped in and's listening or whatever. So, uh, but anyways, NFL picks. These four, I'm liking the Rams. I have them at plus seven, uh, plus six and a half. Though I'm still liking them. I, I think the Rams, Rams have uh, they got a good defense, probably the best defensive 
these four teams. I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hold their own. I know everyone's high on Buffalo, and I like Buffalo a lot too. But I think this is gonna be the Ravens' year to uh, get past get at least get past Buffalo. Um, they they blew it last year, and I think they're the more seasoned team. They're the veteran team. Buffalo is sort of the upstart. This is their first time kind of, you know, in, in this show. I'm taking Ravens, and my bet is – my play is the Ravens' money line. Uh, they're getting plus 125. They're getting two and a half points. I, I think the Ravens are going to win this football game. They got a better running game. They're going into Buffalo, and I think they're going to they're gonna surprise and upset the, uh, the uh, um, Buffalo Bills faithful up there. So, Tampa Bay, I'm taking Tampa plus three. Got to just, hey, Tom Brady's a winner, man, so I'm going to enjoy that. And I'm liking Cleveland at plus 10. I just, I'm just not 100% sold that the Kansas – I think, do think the Chiefs are going to win. But like I said, good teams win, great teams cover. Chiefs have not been covering as down the stretch this season. And I think Cleveland's got some confidence after last week's big win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they'll hang around – and, and, and this will maybe be a seven-point game in favor of the Chiefs. But take the Browns, get your 10 points. Those are my picks, Mickey. What do you got? Well, you know, before I dive in, Scotty B. Good is sending some texts right now with his he's picks. Sending his picks in. I love he's it. Sending Let's his read. picks. I mean, hot off the press. He's got the Packers give, giving six and a half. He's got the Saints giving three. He's got the Bills. Laying two and a half against the Ravens in two words, Alan Diggs. And it looks like he's on with Cleveland plus 10 at Kansas City as well. All right, good, because I'm looking and I'm hearing you rattle off his picks. And uh, Scotty's the man when it comes to picking these games. And I'm three out of four. I'm on the opposite side of the line. So ooh, ooh. I don't know. I don't know. And he's also and hot off the presses again, Aaron Rodgers. And Green Bay is taking the over in that contest. Nice. And then I'll plug Scotty B. Good in the NHL because I've been teaching him how to bet pucks this week, and he's eight and two betting NHL games. So Excellent. everything the man touches turns to green. Well, and, and for our listeners out there, be sure to follow him at Scotty Bets on Twitter. Uh, he's dropping picks throughout the week, and uh, go make yourself some money following him. He's been having a phenomenal run since. Uh, since this show started up. All right, Mickey, oh. feed us that yeah. steak. I got a shameless plug, first <laughs> and foremost. Follow at Mickey San Reno on Twitter. Go to www.sportsbetsfun.com. You'll find all my puck picks there, updated daily. We were three and two today. We got a full slate of NHL games tomorrow. Definitely recommend diving into that. But for tonight, to entertain the masses. We're talking purely the National Football League. I got picks for all of the division games this weekend, and we're gonna start with a little two-team teaser. Perhaps I've been hanging around with Johnny Dogs a little too much, and I'm getting addicted to that teaser action, but I'm throwing this teaser your way. Two games, Rams at Packers, Browns at Chiefs. Tease the Rams from plus six and a half to plus 12 and a half. Tease the Browns from plus 10 to plus 16. You all know the Rams are my Super Bowl future pick, even though they've not been playing like it since I started stumping for them. They got Aaron Donald on that D, and I talked about how they're going to get after Aaron Rodgers, even at a cold Lambeau field. The Browns, 
They're feeling dangerous. They're playing with house money. Things are going to get wild in Kansas City. Even though I think the Chiefs are going to win the Browns, that's a pick right there. And I'm liking Taylor and Scotty and Taylor and Maddie with that one. The next game, we're going down to the Big Easy. The battle of father time as Tom Brady and the Bucks roll into town to take on Drew Brees and the Saints. I said this before, the Saints are a better team. Doesn't matter that this is their third game of the season against the Bucks and the Saints have won the first two. The Saints are more complete, they have more weapons on offense, they have more depth on defense, and they're gonna win this game by more than three. I got the Saints and Grandpa Brees laying three in the Big Easy. All right, guys, it's that time. State dinner boom, lock of the week. We're going to Buffalo, the Bills, the Ravens. This game is gonna be a good one. Scratch that, it's gonna be a great one. The Ravens slayed the Dragon last week and finally winning a playoff game in the Lamar Jackson era. But the Titans are not the contender that Scotty Betts thinks they are. So while that win was huge, the Ravens still need to prove they can go toe to toe against the top team. Buffalo has been the best team in the AFC behind Josh Allen's ascension to an MVP candidate over the past month. Buffalo is gonna get it done in front of the Bills Mafia. I got the Bills laying two and a half, steak dinner broom, lock of the week. And you know there's only one way I like to eat my steak, and that's the smile on my face and cold hard cash in my pocket because this picks a winner. And you know what? This week, I'm gonna add a little dessert to that. I'm gonna wash the steak down with some buffalo wings to celebrate the Bills moving on to the AFC Championship. Bills <laughs> laying two and a half, steak dinner broom, lock of the week. Let's have a weekend, guys. I love it. There you have it. Those are our picks of the week. A lot of action, a lot of football going on. It'll be a fun weekend ahead. Uh, Mickey, um, before we uh, exit this show, anything from Johnny Dogs or Mad Max? Uh, we're going to have their picks up on the site and on Twitter this weekend. Mad Max, is I think he's been hanging out with Johnny Dogs a little too much as well. He's got a four-team teaser, plus he's got some college basketball picks. Johnny Dogs is going to have his always entertaining picks and recap. Uh, they'll be posted on Saturday as well. Excellent. And I just saw Scotty send a quick note through here, the, the text app. Uh, DraftKings, live bets on all NFL games, 50% profit boost uh, this weekend. So if you are out there in one of those states that allows sports betting, get on DraftKings, check it out, and make yourself a little extra money picking winners. Well, that's it, Mickey. That's it for tonight. Uh, we're looking forward to doing this again all next week. Until then, uh, for everybody, please follow us on Twitter at SportsBetsFun. Check out the website, SportsBetsFun.com. Have fun watching all the playoff games and watching the NHL, college basketball, all the sports you enjoy. Enjoy it. Have, have some fun making bets, and we hope you make a little bit of money, too. Mickey Sanrino for our dude, Scotty B. Good. Our friends Charlie Cash, Johnny Dogs, and Mad Max. I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun. <laughs>